Craft Beer Radio, episode 180 for Cinco de Mayo 2011. Welcome to Crafty Radio, Geronimo EKIA. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. Um, uh, yeah. Tonight. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to figure out how to say uh, I'm not really racist against Mexicans, but just denying that means you are, right? <laughs> You're not so. really, in quotes, <laughs> racist against Mexicans. You're just, you know, ironically racist against Mexicans. <laughs> there you go. Uh-oh. This is the one with gook on it. This is the one with gook, and it didn't hiss at all. This puppy might be a little flat. Okay. This, this is Left Coast Brewing's, uh, their IPA. It looks like there's some carbonation. There's some carbonation. It is... Wow, there's really nothing in here. Imported English malts. Five different types of hops. Six point nine percent alcohol by volume. This is a double uh, dry hops in both the fermenter and serving thing. I believe this is a Gary Frank beer. Thank you, Gary. It smells good. Six point nine percent ABV. If you didn't say that, when I mean, we say there was there's there's like a whole residue or stuff under the cap, and it didn't sizz when we popped yeah, the cap. The so. cap, cap leaked, and there's some sticky, gooey, dried beer. Uh, the two silver medals at the GABF, once in 2000, second time in 2005. Intensely bold hop flavors define this American-style India pale ale. <laughs> hop drinkers, get ready, get set, go. Hmm. So here's their quick description, marketing-wise. Hops, hops, and more hops! Exclamation, exclamation. Very malty, high in alcohol, very bitter. Okay. Now at six point nine, that's not ex- extremely high in alcohol. They don't say extremely high. They say very high. They just say high in alcohol. Oh, high. Okay, even less than very high. Yeah. But still, to me, six point nine is not. It's high compared to. It's high compared to like a four percent. Exactly. Stop nitpicking, Greg. The aroma on this beer is. It's it's a sharp hop. It's like um, a little. Pine, yeah, it's definitely piney, with, minty. It's you know, got something like sharp, like you know, like grapefruit. Not not like juicy grapefruit, but, but like, like pithy, grapefruit. pithy grapefruit. Not at all like that. Okay, not at all like that. <laughs> it, it, it's very, very piney. Uh, very, um, it's almost an earthy component to the hoppiness there. Okay. So it's it's got almost a, a kind of mushroomy aroma combined with pine. Yeah, it smells and tastes pretty clean, so while the beer gook got out, nothing seemed to get in. Now, I agree with you on the pithy part, just because it's kind of overwhelming, just how yeah. much you know pith is there, and how mm-hmm. much of that, that resin is coming through. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, they descri- Greg mentioned in their description, how they mentioned how it's very malty or something like that. I mean, there's some malt there, but the bitterness in the hop flavor is is 75 to 80% of what you're tasting. It's just really dominating everything that's going on in the spear. Yeah, there's enough malt to make it so it's just not it so it's not a pucker your mouth kind of bitter, mm-hmm. but it's still not I wouldn't call it very malty. 
the same way I wouldn't call it very high in alcohol. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I'll give him the hops part. It's a pretty intense flavor. Uh, bordering, would I go as far as harsh? No, just the side of harsh. And it's, you know, it's almost that intensity, that acidicness that you, we typically find in those ones that kind of go towards the, uh, the, um, urinal type right <laughs> type smells sure but this one is it, it well it has some uh not nuances it it makes you think it's going to go that way the flavor is chock full of you know pine tree sap and it smells like you're in a pine forest and you're cutting down trees and yeah yeah definitely there's a lingering kind of sweetness um and but it's just this sharp hoppy it's it's this kind of hop juice sort of drink, right? I mean, it, mm. hop juice is another one of their beers, okay. so it's kind of funny to call it a hop juice drink. But it very much tastes like you know carbonated hop juice alcohol. Some people might be wondering how what we're tasting compares to another set of hop juice. What we might say is man candy. You know, we always talk about what is man candy, but you know, this isn't man candy. No, this kind of want to contrast a little bit. This isn't, and part of the reason is because the 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 sugary sweet maltiness, while there's a little bit of it there, it's not very prominent in the flavor. Mm -hmm. So while the resiny hoppiness is a part of the man candy flavor, there also needs to be a significant sweetness to counterbalance that. Right. Yeah. This is like, you know. I just keep thinking like lumberjacks and pine trees and saws. You know, that's all I think when I'm drinking this beer. And isn't it's called Tory Pines India Pale Ale? Yeah, well, it's Tory Pines Left Coast it's like Golf Course. Isn't isn't that the golf course where they have the? Uh, yes. They don't mention the golf course on here explicitly. Um, is Tory Pine a species of pine tree? I don't know. Or is it a location? I guess I should look up on, on well, the internet no. machine. Maybe, but maybe mean, the next time when, you know, let's not have dead air. We'll, let's move on to the next beer. Oh, we right. still got beer. Yeah, I guess we got beer. Oh, well, I'm going to pour a little bit more then. Hmm. Tentacle with some other descriptor besides pine, besides resiny. And there really isn't much that's coming to mind. No, no, it's pine pith. Yeah, I mean, if it's not pine, it's like you 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 peeled a grapefruit, and then instead of eating the grapefruit, you're eating the peel. You just eat the white part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've actually you've taken off the grapefruit. You know the the the, the what am I thinking of? The skin of the grapefruit, the and you've taken out the fruit. And all you're left with is just the white stuff. <laughs> and then that. you took that into a blender and you mix that up. And that's what you're drinking. So that's kind of, you know, a summation of some of the flavors in there, which I'm not saying is terrible. No, I mean, it works in the beer context. I yeah. mean, those flavors by themselves are kind of terrible. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, trying to talk about what we're tasting, add a little bit of maltiness to that. Add those pine notes, the pine aromas. And that's what you're getting. It's, Add some little bubbly carbonation in there. It, it, it's it's strangely attractive. Uh, when I had the first sip, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty abrasive IPA. I don't think I'm going to drink very much of this. But now I finished mine. I'm having a little bit more. I'm getting used to it. My tongue is definitely getting beat down by the bitter, but it's getting used to it. It's uh, 
I'm not throwing it away. It, it it's decent. I, I I'll enjoy it, but it's not um, not my favorite of the style. And I can't even reach the the dump bucket for water exchange. Yeah, we definitely want to get some of those some of that pine residue out of the glasses before going to the next one. Well, let's do it now. We did a fake brew dog. We never done a real brew dog before. I don't think have we? Yes, we've done some way back. Oh, okay. I was going to do the three IPA styles together. All right, let's do that. So this is the Menage a Stinge Black IPA Dry Hop from Tide House. Which is no longer, at least this particular beer, is no longer being brewed, and the California location no longer exists. Yeah, so the, the original Tide House was in Sunnyvale, or Mountain View, California. I was there. And the place brews just those. Think of early '90s, mid '90s brew pub. They do a light beer, they do an amber, they do a you know an oatmeal stout, probably on nitro. And there really wasn't much else going on there. Um, so when you said it was Tide House, because I, it doesn't really say on the label Tide House anywhere except for on the, tiny on the side. I was like, really? And then when you said they were closed, I was, I was, conf- you know. I, I was surprised because they're kind of an institution there. But they I think they had a second location in San Jose, and that one seems to be gone now. So and this is a black have, IPA. They must have done the bottling in San Jose. So you get your standard IPA with uh, with darker malts is essentially the deal. Yeah, there's the, the carafa malt, which um, gives color but not much flavor. And you may remember when Stone put out their... 10th anniversary? 11th anniversary? It was like the first black IPA that shook the beer world! <laughs> and now everyone makes one. And and that's I think that's pretty much what Stone puts out as their um, sublimely self-righteous beers, whatever that is. I think that's what they're doing is their black IPA or as some people like to call a Cascadian dark ale, which I think is a Cascadian dark ale. That sounds like some sort of waterfall beer. It's like, oh, it cascades down the rocks. The my favorite name is what I heard um, Sean O'Sullivan from Twenty First Amendment call it, and that was uh, what do you make sure I get it right? Instead of black IPA, he called it an India dark ale. I like that one. That's what I'd call a style if I was. Let's king. taste this and see where it where it falls. Okay. The aroma is hoppy with, with a little bit of a carbon dioxide kind of burn. Yeah the the hop the hoppiness it it smells a little more sweet. You know, there's a little more of that English in there, or maybe just you know what we're more used to with you know more citrusy, fruity type aromas. It's compared to the last beer, which was sawdust and pine chips. You know, this one smells yeah. really sweet. This is higher in alcohol than the last one. It's at eight point eight percent alcohol by volume. I don't know if you'll be able to find this anywhere. It's pretty unlikely, seeing as how it's out of production. Yeah, and it was not you know exactly a super popular beer in the first place. Mm-hmm. Really smoky. Flavor is crazy smoky on it. So they must have used some things. You're not getting that? Tastes kind of like Dr. Pepper. Okay. Oh, it it just gets smokier and smokier for me. This does not strike me as an IPA. This is kind of like a bastardized hoppy porter. 
It's a weird beast. I, I'm not tasting exactly what Greg's tasting. I'm tasting something that's fairly hoppy, American Pale Ale, American IPA, with a fair amount of of um, citrus type fruit type flavors in it. But then it just goes, "Hey, have some Rauschmalt with your IPA," and yeah, the smokiness the, just kind of like you know, the first sip is like, "Okay, I'm kind of seeing something a little bit sort of almost cola like, like I said, uh, in in its its big carbonation." And uh, and somewhat uh, sugary maltiness, um, and then there's a, a, d- a big hoppiness. But then this grows on you this sort of astringent kind of, you know, to me it's not quite smoky as much as it is just sort of almost peaty. And don't don't laugh. Well, you know, whenever you talk about your peatiness, and it's just it it strikes me as like. Very far from what I would consider a black IPA. I agree. I mean, traditionally, in the last, what, four years that they've existed and created <laughs> a tradition, you know, it's the the color is more or less just color and not flavor. And that's like, wow, it's, it's, a, it's like doing LSD, man. You're drinking a black beer, but it tastes like an IPA. Um, Spoken like a person who's never done LSD. Exactly. <laughs> you found me out. But this one has that significant flavor from from some darker malts. And yeah, smoke and hops don't go so well together. At least I don't. They care they for clash. It. I don't care for it. They clash significantly. It's. <sighs> I've never been a big fan of smoky beers. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it if it's smoke as much as peat, but it's not going well. Yeah, yeah. You need big malt flavors, lots of melanoidins to go with smoke. I mean, think of you know smoked meat and stuff. You don't you don't smoke um, broccoli. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of whether I've had any broccoli that's been like charred, and. I don't know. It must have at some point, right? I mean, yeah, probably. I think I've had some that's been grilled, you grilled vegetables. You know, with a little chart on it. I mean, not. I mean, you can grill like broccoli. cauliflower, which is very close. No, to I broccoli. shouldn't. I shouldn't rip on smoked vegetables. I had, I smoked stuff a couple of weeks ago, and I did the corn on the cob in the husks on the smoker. And so we had the corn for dinner. The only way to cook corn on the cob is in the husks. Because if you don't yeah. do it that way, then yeah. you're not getting all the flavor out of it. So we had the corn for dinner, and that was good. I put the leftovers in the fridge. I ate a near cold the next day. Oh, and all you could taste was the smoke. Oh, it was so good. It was the best ear of corn I've ever had. <laughs> cold, smoked, corn on the cob. It was fantastic. Something like some of the best corn we ever had was when we went out telescoping in, in that cornfield. <laughs> I'm not even sure that was sweet corn to eat. That might have been like... Ethanol corn or something. <laughs> ethanol yes. corn or... You know, cattle feed corn. I don't know. It tasted good. It tasted. It, it was. You think it tasted good? Yeah. Maybe I don't need enough raw corn to know what it's supposed to taste like. It wasn't the sweetest thing I've ever had, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was like there, there was something. There's something good about right off of the, right off the vine, or whatever it is, the stalk. It's like eating live sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I've never or had a cow live that's sushi. still mooing. Never had live sushi. 
Uh, so this is the Carl Strauss, uh, Carl's Coastal Reserve Black Ball Belgian Style IPA. 8.5% alcohol by volumes. Alcohol by volumes. 14 SRM, 80, 80 IBUs. Yikes. Belgian L yeast coriander and curacao lend a fruity and spicy character for an L. Zel- uh, blend of New Zealand and Cascade of hops. Wow. Yeah, we just got this in the uh, the cure package from from Carl Strauss a little bit ago. The the name confused me. I thought it was a black Belgian IPA because it's called Black Bell Black Ball, but no, it's a normal color Belgian IPA. It sounds like they spice it like a wit beer with the uh, the coriander and the curacao orange peel. And uh, let's see aroma on this. It's def- nice. It's got an def- orange. You can definitely smell the coriander. It's got an interesting sort of spice profile to it. With the definitely, you can also smell a little bit of, of the of the weird esters that come out of the Belgian yeah. uh, sugar. It's a it's a little like ripe pears, some flowers, maybe bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some bubble gum in there. There's a little bit of potpourri ish sort of scent. Definitely, it smells pretty intense. There's a lot going on in the aroma. So let's go to the flavor. Beer it pours. Uh, it's kind of an orange color. It's a little. It's unassumingly dark. It's super clear, but it just seems like it absorbs more light than you think it should. Huh. <clears throat> Tangerine candy. Oh. Wow. That's good. The, the tangerine flavor from the hop profile, the Belgian yeast, the the malts, it all it all really blends really well. There's no seams in the flavor of the beer. It's just a nice, well put together flavor. Yeah. It's 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 very very much tangerine. It's it's got it, it's sort of like rings. Mm-hmm. Tangerine. Maybe, you know, I mean, if you were to go for, is there any other flavor in there? Uh, maybe a little bit off towards the peach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a nice juicy ripe peach. Yeah, the uh, citrusy from the hops definitely take the Belgian into tasting like a fruit drink. You know, like a tropical fruit drink where you're not getting as many of the esters by themselves, making it taste like you know some yeasty Belgian thing. It's pretty sweet. It's not something I could drink at 22 ounces of by myself. No. No, probably not. Which is interesting because it's only re- released in kegs and 22-ounce bottles. So mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing where, you know, where the five or six ounces of a snifter is... Just about right. Just about right. It's good, but yeah, definitely share with your friends. Hmm. I don't know. I, I might get used to this enough to to drink more than yeah you know, a whole whole bottle of. It's probably not a case worthy of here. <laughs> maybe it needs. Maybe I need something to cut the flavor and cut the sweetness. Maybe I need some food or some food, some more d'oeuvres or something to go with it. It would go great with the salad. It would. Um, 
I was thinking like uh, scallops or something um, like that. I hesitate to wonder about what sort of proteins it would go with because I think it, it, it would need something really, really mild in flavor. So it would need something along the lines of chicken or tofu or something with just like very little to no flavor in the protein to bring out the... Yeah, I'm still thinking of seafood. I'm thinking of scallops or shrimp, you know, something like that. Grilled shrimp. Scallops might be a little too sweet. It might just build on the, you know, the sweetness that I'm getting. It might not right. cut it like I want it to. I'm just, you, I'm just trying to... Unless you marinated them something to make them a little more tangy. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I have a little bit of a, of a cold-ish type situation. Hey, it's May 5th, and uh, we got a frost advisory tonight. <laughs> this, oh, this is the worst winter spring ever. <laughs> when you have kids like mine, you just want to be able to go outside when it rains every day for a month. Like, I need to move to San Diego. Right. Next, next to Carl Strauss. Oh, there you go. It'll be even easier for you to get beer. I'm about to do these Skype things, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's tasty. It's so, very tasty, but 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 not the the most, uh, not the most, I guess, bald, assertive, you know, different kind of flavor. Right? It's you know, it's it it really gets. It's kind of easy to categorize the flavor. But so it's it's not like this is something new I've never had. It's kind of like okay, this is this is good. But these are it's, flavors that, that I'm used to, and that's maybe why sure. it's kind of flavors good. flavors that we're used to. But it's it's kind of unusual to get this kind of potency uh, of tangerine in the flavor, and I think it's noteworthy to say that the flavors are so well. Like I said, there's no seams; they're so well put together. I, I, it's definitely a. Uh, well, I mentioned, I did say wow earlier. Um, the sweetness. You know how it's not ultimately drinkable is going to keep it out of the wow beer category, but that initial flavor—it's it, something. It's not something you taste every day, right? It, it's important to note: not every wow we say means this is going to be a wow beer. Sometimes, it, just the, it makes it a candidate. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to put ourselves in the box where we don't ever want to say wow because if we're not sure if it's a wow beer or not, so we will. Uh, <laughs> We will take back. We wows we ran we into into you know a problem by making wow beer a thing on our show, mm-hmm. so we can't ever say wow anymore. Yeah, we're going to take it back. We're taking back the wow. <laughs> we're taking it back, taking it to the streets. Um, bah, 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 bah. I haven't had time to look at or put together any beer news. I know there were some things I want to talk about. I mean, we haven't done a show in a while. Um, Everything I mentioned is going to be old news now, but you know, uh, Anheuser Busch, you know, bought Goose Island, uh, which was a big surprise. I think it's kind of going to be there was on the um, on the New Beer Advocate magazine. Here's a nice little thing we can talk about for a second: is uh, you know, the craft beer business is maturing, and certain things are happening. Um, the big companies are buying big craft brewers like Goose Island. Another interesting thing is a lot of breweries, um, Allagash, Victory, Dogfish, Great Divide, have all pulled out of markets. They're they're 
you know, maybe it's part of the recession, maybe it's part of their growth plan, but they're pulling out of markets because they've spread too far too fast. Right. So it looks like they're going, everyone's being a little more uh, thoughtful about what they're doing. So that's something to be, to be, to look at, I think. Uh, it, it kind of plays into the thing that I like, you know, and I'm kind of like, I'm not trying to evangelize it or anything, but, you know, this whole collecting, you know, searching for the white whale of beer, you know, getting that dark lord, you know, I want to, I want people to get over that and, and, and look for the, the best beer in your neighborhood, you know, look for, you know, drink something, you know, I don't even want people to do that. I want people to experiment and try new things. Sure. Maybe that, but I'm talking about, you know, drink what's local to where you're at. And if you want, Carl Strauss, go to go on vacation to San Diego. You know, don't beer trade for it. Don't buy it on the black market. You know, if you're if you're never in San Diego, then you don't drink don't drink the Carl Strauss. And I mean, okay, wherever Carl Strauss is distributed, if they're outside of San Diego, I'm not saying don't drink them. You know, in you know um, Los Angeles, <laughs> I'm saying don't drink them in New York City, right? You know, and, and don't worry about it. You know, well, they say on the page. Thanks for supporting your local brewery. Now, that may be like, hey, you're in San Diego. That's why you're looking at Carl Strauss and thanks for supporting us. But I, I take it to mean a more inclusive sort of mm-hmm. thank you for supporting right. whatever brewery is local to you. Yeah, I think you're right. And and that's kind of what I'm talking about is don't, you know, so um, Great Divide pulls out of a state. Great Divide makes wonderful beers. I'm happy they're still here in western Pennsylvania. But if they pulled out, I wouldn't be angry at the brewery. Because I've already accepted that I shouldn't be able to get every beer made in the country here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I will have to go places to get certain beers. Right. And I think if people start accepting that, I think then some of this uh, this collectorism, this you know, getting the the top fifty beers, some of that will go down. I mean, what's the best beer? What is the best wow beer? You know, brewed within 50 miles of your house. You know, go for that. Go for, or what's the best, what's the best beer that you can get 365 days a year? You know, instead of Dark Lord, which you can get one day a year if you're lucky, what's the best beer you can get 300 days a year? You know, two hearted, probably. I mean, go for something like that, right? Because you can live a long, healthy, happy life drinking the best beers that are easy to get. True. I almost said healthy life. I mean, I, it's... <laughs> Beer is not healthy. If there's one thing that this show would... Want, that, that at least I want to really, you know, get in people's minds, because there's been a sort of... sort. It's not a disinformation campaign. It's an over-information campaign. People saying, Beer, look. Look how alcohol and beer are healthy for you. And it's not. Beer is not healthy for you. Not beer could have some health benefits, but there's other things that are wholesale healthy for you. Yes, beer has some things that are detrimental to you, also, right? Such as esophageal cancer, that sort of thing. So let's not get crazy. Beer is not healthy. Beer is is fun to drink, and you don't drink beer because you want to be healthy. Anybody who drinks beer because they think it's health food is nuts. On the Scotland. On, well, they're Americans. They happen to be in Scotland. Really? I think so. I, no, they're not. They're not? No. They got 
From what I know, they have some pretty thick... We're talking about the BrewDog guys. They got some thick accents. They're not Americans. I, I thought that they were... Greg might know something I don't, but I am... I would place money that the guys from BrewDog, at least the uh, the two main guys, are not American. Maybe not. Okay. And and when I say I bet money, that means that's like almost a sure thing, because I am not a gambling man. Well, it says Martin and James were born of the industrial brewed lagers and stuffy ales that dominate the UK market. That doesn't say anything about them being American and coming over the U- or coming over the UK. So, you, you may you may very well be right. I, I remember reading somewhere about them, but whatever. So this mean, is anyway. We are drinking Dogma, seven point eight percent ABV, ale brewed with honey, cola nut, poppy seed. Oh, I got I got yeah. all the biz- I got all the the facts for you. All right, like you said, seven point eight. Original gravity, 1.072, I-65 IBUs, malted with Maris Otter Extra Pale, Caramel Malt, Roasted Barley, Dark Crystal Malt, and Munich Malt, hot with Bramling Cross and Amarillo. Interesting. The twist, it says, is brewed with Scottish Heather Honey, Poppy, Cola Nut, and Garuna. The, we screwed up the label. They'll say it was best before December 16th of last year. Not that far off. Smells good. Smells like spicy. Smells like pepper or alligator pepper or something like that. A little bit of honey coming through. Definitely. Are you getting that spiciness? My nose is starting to stuff up, so it's getting a little bit harder. All right. Hmm. Definitely smell the the honey. I'm not sure I could detect a cola nut if I tried. I'm not sure I know what it is. Ron, I've had before, but I don't know really what it is. It's like an energy drink thing. Yeah. <laughs> and poppy. Well, I mean, we've all had poppy, so maybe this will get like kind of heroin, kind of like buzz. The uh, I took my first sip. It's it's not it's not as spicy as I thought the aroma was, but I'm still getting this peppery type flavor from it. It's pretty good. I, I mean, can taste the poppy there. Can you? Poppy's kind of got a sweet earthiness to it. It's okay. Yeah, I think it's there. I, and uh, yeah, I don't know what cola. <laughs> I don't know what any of these things are, but you know, there's something that's kind of fruity there, like you know, which I would think would be the guarana, but. Watch Grana be a spice and not like right. completely off base. So we should be getting this is like five hour energy, right? <laughs> that is Grana in it. Did you see the uh, the beer that Brewdog made for the uh, royal wedding? No, royal virility. Um, they put Viagra in the beer. What? They put Viagra in the beer. And they only made like you know like a case. How and can a half you do of, that? You can't. They only made like a case and a case of half of it. And <laughs> they sent some to Prince William, and I guess. Um, you can't put three a class two <laughs> drug into a beer. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I didn't you really can't put a schedule two drug into a beer. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. They 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 had maybe it was like even smaller. Maybe it was like they made like two six packs of it. But but yeah, they put Vi- <laughs> Viagra in Royal Virility Ale, and they sent some to uh, Prince William. William, was that the guy? I don't know. He, um, and, uh, yeah, Andrew. Whatever. Andrew, whatever. William, I don't know. Whoever got married. Whatever. 
And uh, they auctioned off like the other Ooh, one. It's the royal wedding. My mother asked me if I watched that, and I, I just cracked up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not seen a picture from the wedding. You know, sometime I'm going to... You know, she's hot, so I'm going to check out and see what she looked like, but I haven't... Well, you haven't seen, seen the hat picture, then. No. Any nip slips from the wedding? No, no, no. It's just one of the one of the crazy, you know, the, it's just inbred kind of weird family, right? So one of the people in the family wore this ridiculous hat that people were making fun of. And it's just, it's funny to see the, the interpretations when people Photoshop the hat. They put some stuff in there. So, Oh, so there was lots of place to add things into the hat? Yes, there was. <laughs> and, and one of the best was um, someone traded... Because the hat was, you know, it was it was a front, it was like just in the front, and it was this big, you know, big thing, it had a circle and then stuff flying. So one of it, it was like a blank circle. So one person took took her head and put her head in the circle and then made it face <laughs> like blank. Um, you had to see it to understand why it was funny, but it was funny. That sounds funny anyway, I can imagine, but yeah, I haven't seen anything from the royal wedding. And I, I feel like I'm getting by just fine. You gotta pay attention to knowyourmeme.com. That mm-hmm. will that will get you all you need to know. Knowyourmeme.com keeps you hip and cool in the digital age. Well, I like it because it, it makes you, it lets you understand why this particular thing got to where it is. Oh, nice. So here is here's the royal hat. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. And is that Lindsay sh- Lohan? <laughs> and this is the picture I was talking about. <laughs> which That's a pretty shoddy Photoshop job. In I my still opinion. think it, it made me laugh. It, 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 I, I can see its value, but yeah, I mean, that's a little shoddy on the face blanking out there, in my opinion. Could have made it look more like a extended neck or something. You know, like African rings. You know, so you could have, could have put a little more work into it. Knowyourmeme.com. I highly recommend that site. It'll make you thoroughly unproductive at work tomorrow. As they all should. Any good site should make you unproductive at work. Otherwise, it's not doing its job. <laughs> How about beproductiveatwork.com? There's a website called that? I'm just saying that one should its job is to make you productive work, I would think. If you're going to a website that's not like, you know, Dell or something to <laughs> buy more computers for yourself or something. Or or to spec out, you know, prices, whatever. Any website that has nothing to do with your actual work. <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to this dogma. This is interesting. It's pretty drinkable. Lots of crazy flavors in there. I'm enjoying it, even though I'm not really sure how to describe it, right? I mean, it's... It's it's kind of tea-like. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. The little tannic, the pepperiness, the, the poppy seeds, you know, a little fruit here and there. You know, it's like one of those mixed teas, you yeah. know, those herbal teas or whatever. My sister, when I went down and I was, you know, suffering tremendously, my sister had this awesome tea that was like a... A coconut orange, you know, you had to have a tea ball for it, but it was unbelievably good. Yeah. Like a coconut orange ginger spice. It was just like. (laughs) I try to stay away from the candy teas when I'm picking stuff up. 
I, I mean, I get loose tea, right? But I try to stay away from the uh, coconut ginger spice. But it does sound kind of good. It's really delicious. It was really awesome. I like tea so much more than coffee now. It's ridiculous. Coffee to me is just... I mean, I know that you can get good coffee if you mm-hmm. look for it, but it's much easier to find decent tea Tea's easier than it is to, to find a decent cup of coffee. Tea's easier to store and prepare. Yeah. You know, good tea is easier to store and prepare than it is to do good coffee. You know, you got to grind it. You got to get the espresso with the right pressure and time and blah, blah, blah. Tea, you keep it in an airtight container. You put in your tea ball. You steep it for the right time. And hey, it's... They're done. Yeah. Yeah, I got four different kinds of tea at work right now. All, you know, all loose teas. None of them are the uh, the blends or the spices. They're, one is a, uh, it's a normal black tea. It's that, it's that smoky one. Remember that one we tried? Um, I got a loose version of that, which is has flavors of vanilla and almond. And, oh, it's just so good stuff. Uh, it's Lapsang Sao Chong is the brand of that, or the, the name of that kind of tea. And then I have a... Uh, a purith, which is kind of this, it's like a fermented or maybe composted is a better word. Tea um, goes under this com- this fermentation. It tastes very woodsy, very leafy, like 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 you know leaves on the ground back in the woods type thing. Right. Um, and then I have two things that aren't technically tea, but you know are made like tea. I got that yerba mate. It's a South American. Um, it has a different chemical than caffeine, but it still gives you a little pick me up. It's good tasting. And then I have a green rooibos, which is uh, an African plant. And it, it's a little bit fruity, good stuff. There's no caffeine in those? I mean, the, I know the that most caffeine, the most rooibos, tea gives you a lot of caffeine. The rooibos doesn't have caffeine. The, More than coffee, actually. The yerba mate, uh, I was told, I haven't independently verified this, I was told by my tea lady that it's not caffeine, it's a similar active ingredient that gives you a, a you know pick me up it's it's different than different than caffeine and i, I like the flavor of that one a if lot. you get a caffeine buzz ever calm down <laughs> stop drinking because uh, you know caffeine yes it's a drug it works in your central nervous system it gives you an excitability but if you ever get to the point where you feel a buzz then your heart is like racing, and you've got. See, I don't get the heart racing or anything. I get because you don't have the you don't have the buzz yet. I've, well, I've, no, I get I get I get this swimming head feel, kind of like it it affects me. I'm not talking about my performance, but my feel inside my head. It affects me like drinking alcohol. Huh. I mean, I feel a little. Maybe it's harder to concentrate because I'm hyperactive instead of you know depressed or whatever. But it, it's it's the same kind of thing. Like I feel like I feel right now when I. Um, I mentioned, you know, I drink these teas every once in a while from the, the Lapsang or something. I'll feel a little bit. I never get the, the heart palpitations or anything. But, like, when I get an espresso from the one coffee shop on the way into work, um, I'll drink, you know, a 16-ounce Americano. So it's probably a double shot, you know, diluted in 16 ounces of water. That thing gives me, that thing punches me in the face. You know, like you mentioned, and I, it's not just Greg. I've heard it from several people recently. Oh, tea has more caffeine than than coffee. And okay, so maybe my maybe my Lapsang Saochong has more caffeine than Folgers Crystals, but it doesn't have more caffeine than uh, you know a double shot of espresso in a no. sixteen ounce glass. No, it does not. <laughs> so. No. No, a double shot of espresso is sort of in, intentionally, you know, jamming your. It's like mm-hmm. injecting yourself with caffeine. 
So, oh yeah, when I have that, that puts me in that that swimming head feel thing where it's, it, I've never felt a heartbeat thing, but it it definitely feels like you know like not 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 feeling sober. I don't know if I mean I felt weird before on caffeine. I don't know if I ever felt sort of heartbeat palpitations on my ADD medication. I've, that's happened where you know it, it's it's essentially an. Amphetamine. Are we getting too off topic for uh, the main show? Maybe. Yeah, I think we are. Back to the beer. Talk about this in the post show. We have another brew dog here tonight, and this is the Riptide, a twisted, merciless stout. So this is 8% alcohol by volume, 1.074 original gravity, 65 IBUs, malted with Maris Otter, Dark Crystal, Caramel, Chocolate Malt, and Roast Barley. Hopped with first gold and galena. The twist is brewed with dark muscovado sugar. Ooh. Mm. We'll see. There's another beer that uses the muscovado that I love. They call it a contemporary Scottish take on an age-old Russian classic style. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want marketing speed to get me excited, but muscovado plus imperial stout... It, it it makes me a little moist down there. A little smoky on the aroma. Did they mention anything about peat they smoke? They didn't mention there? anything about smoke. Like I said, Maris Otter, Dark Crystal, Caramel, Chocolate Malt, Roast Barley. It smells like just a slightly a slight bit of you know of um, smoke malt, maybe peat smoke malt. Just a touch of it is the main thing I'm getting on the aroma. I get dark fruits uh, and maybe a bit of licorice. A little bit of brewer's licorice, yeah. I mean, it smells good. I'm, go- I'm going in, Greg. Cover me. Maybe I'm just hypersensitive to smoke tonight, but I'm big smoke flavor. I'm getting sort of a robustness to it, but I'm not getting a smokiness <laughs> to it. Serving suggestion, enjoy with an air of aristocratic nonchalance. (laughs) That's funny. I'll give him credit for that. I do like that. I I mean, I like the uh, slogan, you know. Instead of being pretentious with food or cheese, just be pretentious by yourself. In the beer. But understatedly pretentious. Yeah, there's there's definitely some some roastiness or and some some chocolate in there. It's not warming enough, really, to be you know Russian. Yeah, it doesn't have that big deep alcohol, and yeah, you know, it's kind of on the sweet side. It is eight percent, so I mean, there the alcohol could be there, but it's just not coming. But I mean, like really the, those fruits that were coming out in the aroma are mm-hmm. not coming out in in the beer. I'm getting a, a kind of sweet. Um, it's, re- it's it's pretty smooth. I wouldn't call it velvety, but it's very smooth. It, it does not have mm-hmm. a whole lot of carbonation. Mm-hmm. But it's more just kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet and, and, and almost sugary. Um, I guess, you know, they, they did add muscovado sugar, so there you go. And it doesn't... It doesn't hit me the way, you know, I would hope a Russian would. Yeah, I'm not really picking up the... 
the Muscovado, like I thought it was. The beer I was, the other beer I was thinking of is the Monk's Blood from 21st Amendment. And granted, that's a Belgian strong dark, but they put Muscovado in there. And it seems like that sugar flavor, that, the, you know, the dark flavors and that sugar really carry through the beer. Where this one, I'm not noticing anything similar to that. They have a, what's it called when you have the, is it like a word tag thing? Uh, tag cloud. Tag cloud of, of various words for here. And I'll, I'll see which ones you, you and I agree with. Encapsulating. I, I don't even know how, how you would define a beer as encapsulating. Uh, I, can, I can see it. I can I could use it, but no, this one's not encapsulating me. Mocha. No. Cherry. Maybe a bit. Maybe a very sweet cherry. Marscapano cherry or something like that in, in the background. I can give a little mocha. I mean, it wouldn't be one of the big uh, words in the tag cloud, but I can give this it is a huge. This is the biggest word in the tag cloud is mocha, and I, I don't no, buy that. I would give it smoke. Cocoa. Eh. Warming, definitely not. Chocolate. There's some chocolate in there. That'd be a medium-sized word. Robust. Medium-sized word. Eh, I would get a small word, if anything. Endearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is not enduring, just like it's not encapsulated. Yeah, shadowy. I, it's dark. I, I don't know. Uh, I can maybe if I get a, some fleeting, fleeting essence of something else, I could give it a shadowy. But I'll work on that one. Uh, strong. It doesn't even strike me as particularly strong at 8%. I'd give it a strong. Licorice? Yeah, I think we yeah. s- definitely smelled the licorice, maybe a little bit of taste. Spicy? Yeah, I'd give it a little spicy. No, not me. Velvet? Not at all. Autumnal? Autumnal. Mm. I mean, we're drinking it in the spring, so it's hard for us to go, oh, yeah, yeah. autumnal, but still. I mean, we're getting, you know, we're... Encapsulating, inviting a Tom Nor, pretty marketing speak and pretty not beer speak, but I'm I'm kind of indulging tonight. I, I could see some of Tom Nor in here. Nonchalant. <laughs> no, they're just cheating now. Yeah, and uh, espresso. They say espresso here, but it's espresso. Espresso. Maybe a touch. I can't believe that. So you're not getting any smoke at all. I'm really not. Man, I'm messed up tonight. This thing is like tastes like a smoked stout to me. And like a peat smoke, not not a Roush malt. It's just not coming through for me. Hmm. Well, I don't want to beat a dead horse. So this I'll... tastes kind of like a sweet, sugary, I mean, definitely stoutish, sweet, it's a sweet stout. And more, almost like a milk stout, almost. Oh, it's that time again? It's it's the time to put the beers in the order that you prefer. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly because it's hard for me to remember all the beers that we had. <laughs> I mean, it, it has not been a straightforward show, you know, where... Yeah, it's not like we can contrast them against yeah. each other. So... I'll put the... Uh, what's this one called? Dogma. 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 That'll probably be my favorite beer of the night. Um, that's the brew dog with all the crazy crap in it. They call it cola nut and the poppy and the guarana. The honey, pretty, honey, 
the this, oh, heather honey. Yeah. Hey, my wife's honey's in there. Nice. Um, <laughs> no wonder you liked it. Yes, no wonder I liked it. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, I like that. It was a good drinker. It was pretty complex, pretty complex, but not overwhelming. Dug it. Number two. Number two. I'm tough because I liked the Carl Strauss a lot. But it was sweet and not hugely drinkable. I think I'll put him number two because it was so good. Tangerine. Yeah, yeah, split it with a bunch of friends, though, because it's pretty sweet. Number three will be... I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the other brew dog. I'm looking at the the, the piney resiny left coast. I think I'm gonna do the piney co- resiny left coast as three. Brew dog's number four, and then the, um, the smoky hoppy mess that is uh, Tide House's Menage au Stige. Yuck. Maybe not I, yuck, but it was a it was a smoky hoppy mess. I'll agree 100. percent That is exactly what I was thinking. I mean, basically right out of the money. So. All right. I have nothing to argue with on that interpretation. Yes, I win. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. And uh, for those curious, I tried contacting Val Peacock on LinkedIn. He no longer works for Anheuser-Busch. And I haven't heard back from him yet. I'll try to hunt him down other ways. I'll have my uh, my uh, St. Louis peeps go and, and knock on his door or maybe, something. Maybe we'll get... Uh We'll get Obama and uh, National Security. Oh, we'll get SEAL Team 6 to find Exactly. There we go. Just don't shoot him this time. Don't shoot him in the face. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's uh, uncalled for too soon. Maybe there'll be uh, some, some you know, Arabs it's, yelling it's death not, to craft beer radio. It can't be too soon when it's, it's just something that everyone is like. Death you know. to craft beer radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. All if, right. If we'll see we you get next that, time. I'll be so pleased. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. The theme music is Money or Time from The Lights Out. Email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com, or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash jeffbear, and twitter.com slash gmwise. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Money on time, but you never get